Welcome back to this episode of Babbling Beauty. I'm Chris. And I'm Dee. And we're here to talk about mid-face rejuvenation today. All right, Dee, so before we dive deep, let's credential. Who are you? Um, so I am a nurse practitioner. I've been um, a nurse for the last eight years. I've been a nurse practitioner for the last two and a half, three years. I've been with Misha now for almost two years or a year and a half. Um, so yeah. And so you were started out as a green pea, right? Like we trained you from the base and like brought you up to speed, right? Yep, I did all my training at Misha. And so you start with the Botox, cause that's like the easiest training, but then you dive to lips, mm -hmm. right? Yep. But cheeks is like third, right? Yeah, cheeks, um, cheeks is a great area once you've moved beyond lips because um, it's kind of a good rejuvenation for all areas. People come in with circles under their eyes or nasal labial folds, and then we correct the cheeks and that corrects a lot of other areas. As now well. you can be really transparent with this one and I could be wrong, you're the injector. Could cheeks also help with a like jowl or a jawline? Because if you're lifting the cheek, does it have that much strength or that's more of a facelift thing? That's more of a facelift. Depending on the degree of jowling, it may help with some of the shadowing, but we really don't like to say that filler lifts because it doesn't really have that kind of strength. It more changes light reflections, changes shadows, things like that. So you literally are a magician, right? You're not actually a weightlifter, you're a magician. You're just creating shadows and highlights, things like that. Correct. Now, I wanna go backwards. I, don't, I forget that we do this all day, every day. The jowls, what are, what's a jowl? Can you try, and this is gonna be funny because I don't even think I could do this. Can you try and describe <laughs> what a jowl is? Um, so it's that area, and I wish you guys could see me using my hands, but it's, it's that area kind of below the cheek, like outside of the chin that we get that heaviness in. And that just comes from, we have a lot of fat pads in our cheek area. What did you say about me? I'm just kidding. You go. <laughs> we have that fat pad in our cheek area that with age inevitably and gravity just drops. And in a lot of times it lands there and creates that heaviness in that area. So what we're saying is screw you Isaac Newton, screw you gravity, like I would like to keep everything where it's at. Essentially, yeah. So jowls are one of the harder things for us to treat though because mm -hmm. we just talked about this, filler doesn't lift. Right. And so if you have heaviness in the jowl, we can't lift it. We can do threads, that's an option. Right. But typically it comes down to surgical intervention at that point. Right? It does. And sometimes we can use filler to kind of blend the area. We're not taking fullness away, but we're blending the areas that are not as full. So then it looks straighter to the eye. Magician, right? We're not actually surgically making change. We're just creating the illusion of a less jowled jawline. But we're off topic now. I also want to apologize to our listeners for my party girl voice. It was Pride this weekend in Philadelphia. I'm recovering now. Okay, so... While I was at Pride, though, this is called a segue, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Where were you doing this weekend? Um, Injector Desiree and I went to Baltimore. There was a conference with Allergan. Um, it was for injectors that have less than three years experience. So um, it was a great experience to kind of take us back to the basics. We did the first day was all Botox, which... Were you annoyed? Like, were you like, oh, I know all this? At first I was like, oh God, I don't know if this is going to be helpful, but it really, it really just solidified things that I already knew. It gave me the confidence to, to, you know, know the answers. And actually I just compared myself to like my first course and where I was at then and how I was so overwhelmed at all the information. 
And here, I just was found myself constantly nodding my head, like, yep, that's what I do, I agree. In the gay community, back to Pride, we call it yes queening, where like, if <laughs> someone says something you agree with, you take your finger, put it in the air and go, yes. Because you <laughs> exactly. agree, you just know it, right? Right. Um, did you get any pearls for Botox? Like, yeah, and then like... there was a lot of new things we learned too, techniques. Um, you know, we talked about a lot of on-label stuff. We weren't really supposed to be focusing on off-label. But um, we did. Someone asks questions every every one of those courses. Yes. Someone's like, what about Botox for the chin? And like the allergen makers of Botox are like, well, if we were to say that you could put it there, we would recommend. Yeah, but yeah. on label, Botox is only for glabellar, frontalis. Mm -hmm. I don't think it has crows. And it does, it does have, have crows. crows. <clears throat> and they're working on um, some other areas. I think maybe, I forget what, if you said chin, chin and masseters, yeah. or they're working on Well, it. so did you know that Botox actually originated for bladder spasms and eye spasms? I did know yeah. that. Yeah, of course yeah. you did, because you're a genius. Um, <laughs> okay, so that was day one. Did you guys spend the night in Baltimore? We did. Did you guys get a drink? We did, we went to dinner. Um, was that nice? Because not that you and Desiree aren't close, but you don't really spend one-on-one -on -one time together a lot, right? Yeah, it was nice so to hang, like out. hang out. All right, Desiree, so you were also at the conference this weekend, right? Correct, I was. And how was that trip? It was great. It was close enough that it wasn't too much, but it was a nice night away from the fam. How was Baltimore? I heard you had a mojito. Dee had a mojito. I had some wine, but uh, it was, it was good. Know. Okay, but more importantly, the conference. So day one was Botox. Did you feel like a badass because you like know everything about Botox or did you still learn some stuff? It was still nice to go back to the basics. A lot of the injectors were injecting under um, three year experience, but it was nice to go back to the basics and kind of just go over marking. Um, our now I hear Allian's trying to up the number of units people are using for Botox. Is that true? Like, did you find that they were suggesting per person was it you would suggest or were you pretty much on point? They dilute differently than us. So I feel like that plays into factor of like 20 units on the forehead. Do you think that's a lot? No. You don't. No, See, and I, I do. You think 20 minutes is a lot? Of, I do. Well, are you talking just frontalis or glabellar yes. as well? No, know. just frontalis. Yeah, 20 on the frontalis is a lot. But you also have younger clients. Correct. I'd say that, I mean, not everyone, but I'd say a lot of your clients skew younger. Yeah, and maybe as a new injector, I'm a little bit more cautious going onto the frontalis than yeah. experienced injectors, but that's what um, Allergan's um, frontalis, like on label, is 20 units. So then day two, they jump right into the mid cheek, right? Voluma. Yeah. yeah. And so. People say Voluma lasts up to two years, but I say it's closer to a year, year and a half. Yeah. Because people stop seeing the results because they get used to them, so they need a little boost. Correct. Yes. I was talking to Dee earlier. I think that also it's one of the most undertreated areas in the sense that everyone wants to start with one, mostly for budget purposes, but you should start with two. At least. And when you think of a syringe filler, it's the size of a blueberry. And you're, if you're spreading that across the whole cheek... You're looking, you should be doing actually more like three to four. So, do you use the same, uh, do you use the same representation? Do you use the same visualization of a blueberry? Yeah. So, they must have gone over that at the conference, like the blueberry thing. They asked, somebody actually said, yeah, blueberry. So, I always go with the one fifth a teaspoon, but that's hard because. Blueberry is easier to visualize, to visualize. than one fifth of a teaspoon. Yeah, and at half, if you're using one syringe in the cheek split, we're putting half of a blueberry across your whole cheek. Now, do you want blueberries like I do right now? Because I'm kind of craving a blueberry. I'm not a huge blueberry eater. Watermelon? No, I would... Like, you just don't like fruit. Cheeseburger. <laughs> Nachos. <laughs> All right, so... 
post-care instructions we talked about with Dia a little bit, but how about pre-care instructions? So if someone's coming in to get Voluma, mm -hmm. what should they do ahead of time? Don't drink your alcohol for a couple days before. No ibuprofen or Advil. If you take vitamins, anything really that starts with a G is a blood thinner also. Um, hydrate. Eat breakfast. Eat, yeah. Oh, they're not really like come yeah. in here and don't eat before their treatments. All right, I know you gotta go see a client, so I'll have this. Okay, so next day, day two. Now you're doing, the, it was all mid-face rejuvenation? Yeah, it was all mid-face and cheeks. Day which two. is the bulk of this podcast. I apologize for our tangents. Um, take me from the beginning. So mid-face, mid we typically recommend Voluma in that area, right? Um, typically, we can use Voluma or we can use um, another one I like is Wrestle and Lift. Great. And so both of those work pretty much with the same science. We do find that Voluma lasts six-ish months more, but not on everybody. Right, right. Now, take me through a consultation for the mid-cheek mid assessment, mid-face cheek assessment. Someone comes in, they're complaining about hollowness in the eyes. They just feel like they, their face used to appear more youthful. What are you going to say to them? Um, I mean, a lot of times, nine times out of ten, when a client comes in saying they feel tired, they have bags under their eyes, and again, same thing with nasal labial folds, the folds that extend from the nose to the, the corners of the mouth. Yep. Um, they are all usually caused from that fat pad in the cheek starting to drop. So by restoring that fat pad, a lot of times we don't even need filler in the folds or under the eyes. So they reiterated a lot of that at the um, conference, just, just talking about how important it is to just start with the, the mid face as, as the, the best place to... It's kind of like your foundation, right? I mean, exactly. it also does take up a third of your face if you think about it you right. know your mid face so injection point are we injecting to bone for everything do you cannula with voluma like fill me in what goes on there you can do either um depending on what outcome you're trying to achieve if you're looking for more soft blending because the person has like um you know more lines or more What's the word I'm looking for? Hollowness, like, yeah. tone and texture. Yes, gotcha. then it's a little bit more of um, cannula and blending. But if we're looking for more projection, um, that's a lot more times a needle technique. Now, a needle technique for projection. Uh, I know Danielle trained a couple of you on the Hershey Kiss method, where you or bolus is what we call it, right? Mm -hmm. You put a deeper bolus on the bone to create that projection. Now. You were fortunate enough to take a cadaver class six months ago, right? Yes, yep. Um, Injector Taylor told me that she thought cheeks were like a super safe, easy area, but then during the cadaver lab, she was like, okay, hold up. There's a lot going on under the cheek area. Do you feel the same way? I do. Um, I think you have to be very careful and very precise about where you're placing your needle. Cannula is always safer because we're kind of, bypassing some of the you know arteries and and veins but with that straight needle what's a safety technique you could use um we're always aspirating no matter where we are um which means we're you know pulling back the plunger to see if there's a blood return if there is a blood return that means we're in an artery or somewhere we shouldn't be so, so what we, yeah just to dive deeper with because aspiration i i never know who listens to our podcast is it going to be clients who are like i have no idea what the word aspirate yeah. means or are there objectors who are like skip this part i know what aspiration means um so aspiration step by step the injector places the needle into the area they want to inject right mm -hmm. and then because it's a vacuum area your skin surface is a vacuum they pull the plunger back 
if the plunger has resistance, that's a good thing. That means the vacuum is sealed, we're good, we can inject there. If when they pull back, blood returns into the needle, that means that they're in a spot of high blood, which would be an artery, and if they were to push the plunger, that filler could actually block that artery, causing what's called an occlusion. Now, that shouldn't scare you from getting filler because we have a magic product that dissolves filler called... Hyalinase. Which we always have in our offices, just in case there's an emergency situation. Uh, which, knock on every piece of wood, it doesn't happen that often. I think in my 14 years here, we've broken out the hyalinase for cosmetic reasons to dissolve a lip often, but not so much for emergencies, maybe four or five times in my entire time here because of the aspiration, mm -hmm. skilled injectors, cadaver labs, things that keep you on your A game, right? Right, exactly. So okay, I want to dive into quantity, okay? So Voluma's not a cheap filler. It's probably our second most expensive after Bellapil. Mm-hmm. Can I get away with just one? Usually not. The only person that could maybe get away with one is somebody in their 20s who is very thin, has very a small amount of volume loss, but most people need at least two. And in the conference this weekend, we saw they use up to four syringes in some people with a lot of jowling and and. Lines. Gravity lines there, yep. Now, it's important to keep in mind for people on a budget, because we are all on a budget. Guacamole always does cost extra. <laughs> um, you don't have to do it all at one sitting, right? No, you don't. And a lot of times it's better to break it up, um, let it integrate with your tissue, give it some time, and then, you know, add more. Especially if it's a budget thing, you know, we can spend a little today, spend a little bit next month. And the thing is, is that you'll also look more natural, because a lot of what we do here at Misha Aesthetics is not facelift level filler, right? Mostly for budget, but also because we just don't want you to look fake, right? So it's always good to do like two today and then two in a couple months. So that way Brittany at the gym looks at you and says, wow, you look refreshed. What did you do? Not, mm -hmm. wow, you got work done. You know, exactly. one of those. Uh, pain level, most people tell me it doesn't hurt. How about you? Yeah, it really, I think people are surprised with how not painful it is. I mean, there's of course the needle going in to your skin, but usually the worst part is just soreness afterwards because um, we are going deep. Have you had it done? I have not. I had my cheeks done. It doesn't hurt. It, you're right. It feels like you were kind of in a slap fight. Like yeah. not hard enough to feel like a punch fight, but a little slappy. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we're all towards the end of the treatment. What's my downtime recovery? Like what post-care instructions? So everyone's a little different and it does depend, you know, if you have a lot of bruising and swelling, which some people can have none and some people can have a lot. A lot of that depends on your anatomy. You know, have you been taking blood thinners the last few days? Have you been drinking alcohol? Um, those people are going to be more bruised and swollen. And sometimes it can take up to two weeks for that bruising um, to really go down. Even if there's an internal bruise, sometimes that can hang around um, or just cause some swelling internally. Um, for up to two weeks. And actually they told us at the conference that Voluma takes more like four weeks to settle. So most of the bruising and swelling, I mean, we'll probably go away in a week, but for it to, for you to truly see the, the effects, it's gonna be about a month. And that comes into the asymmetry feeling too, right? Two things, one, no one is symmetrical. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to be, right? Two, if you feel like your filler is asymmetrical on week one, it probably is. Right? And it has nothing to do with your injector and everything to do with your body healing. Your injector typically always puts the same amount of filler on both sides in an effort to make you symmetrical. So it's that swelling on the left because you sleep on that side is less dense than swelling on the right because you're in the sun on that side. And so many factors, I think, contribute to that swelling. 
Um, I had another topic. Oh, I, opinion at this point, Botox was the first frontier. Lips were the second frontier. If I had to give my opinion, and I'm curious about yours, I think that mid-face filler, cheeks, will be the next big thing, or are, is. I think that a lot of women dip their toe in the water with Botox, then mm -hmm. they fall in love with a Kardashian lip, so they want that. But I think that the age bracket of women who started with the Botox and lips are aging into cheeks, right? Yeah, I think so. And I, I think there's a huge focus uh, as far as injectors, we're all, the industry changes constantly. So we're all seeing the effects that cheek filler can have on the rest of the face aesthetically and how important it is to restore the mid face before, you know, correcting other areas. And I'm going to wrap this up because we've got patience to see today, but I think one of the big fears people have is they don't want to look chip monkey. I think this is a really good time to remind people that one syringe of filler is equal to a blueberry, the size literally of literally a blueberry. Um, so don't panic. And, and when you think of blueberry, you think volume. Now squish the blueberry, right? Because we're not injecting all of it into one spot. We're distributing it evenly along a cheekbone or whatever. So don't panic if your injector says two. You're not going to look like Maleficent Miss Angelina Jolie. You're not going to look overdone. You just want to see the value for your dollar. Right. Those people that you do see that look funny, look overdone, usually those are people that have had surgery or have had multiple, multiple syringes over years. And we want to be very clear, if they're happy, we're happy, right? Like if that's the look they're going for, we support all women, men, theys and thems on their journey, so go for it. But if you're nervous to look like that, start conservative. But just remember, you may come back for more, right? Right. And it's easy to add more. Oh yeah, so much harder to take away. Yes. Uh, okay, so <laughs> for this episode of Babbling Beauty, I'm Chris. And I'm Dee. And if you have any questions, you can find Dee on Instagram. At injector underscore D. D-E-E. -E. If you guys need anything, let us know. Bye-bye.